There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. Joining me, as always, is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. Helping us move from awareness to action this week is Robin Earl, Area Coordinator for Operation Christmas Child, a division of Samaritan's Purse, which delivered Christmas boxes to children in Haiti, Indonesia, Peru, and the Philippines in 2017. Welcome, Robin. Thank you. We're excited to have you. Before we get started, Centauri, what percentage of uh, Christmas gifts from when you were a kid um, were coal versus presents? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a straight 50-50 or was it 75-25? It, de- it really depended on the year and what I had going on, George. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <clears throat> I, uh, Rob and I always like to, to, to break the ice on the show by poking fun at Centauri, so... That's great. But so you've been the uh you've been involved with this organization for how long and just tell us a little bit about your background and how you found yourself in the role. Yes, I have been involved for 22 years um packing shoebox gifts for children around the world and it started just doing them with our children who were 3 and 5 at the time. And they each packed a box, a a boy box and a girl box, and we took them to a local drop-off location. And then it just snowballed from there. I noticed the lady, and she was really enjoying uh, her volunteering and and the way that she was receiving the gifts from my children. And I thought, I could do that job. I I think I'd enjoy that. And so I um, began to share the project, do packing parties with um, kids in our neighborhood, and we'd raise money to, um, for the shipping costs. Um, then I served in that role as a drop-off coordinator in Ahwatukee for about seven years. Um, and then my most recent role is area coordinator, and I'm, I've been serving in that role for about seven years as well. And so our goal um, for our team, which is the South Mountain team, um, including Tempe, Chandler, Ahwatukee, Casa Grande, and Maricopa, um, we are hoping to reach 15,000 children this year. So wow. it's, um, it's a large task um, where we start over every year with zero. Um, and then somehow miraculously, of, of course, our team works really hard. Um, to just get new people involved, get community groups involved, as well as churches and families. And um, it's just a wonderful project. I have to imagine that just the, the sheer logistics of that must be extremely challenging. Um, <laughs> it, right. And Yes, I, I, there are a lot of moving parts. <laughs> I imagine the technology is, is helping with that. Yes, it really is. We we actually have a Facebook page, um, and that does help. We we just received a hundred likes. We we'd love to keep increasing that. But it's Christmas shoeboxes forward slash O C C A Z um, Operation Christmas Child. So 
it's a way for people to, you know, find out um, more about the project. Um, and then technology in terms of just getting the boxes from A to B. Of course, you know, there's no substitute for um, rolling up your sleeves and really making that happen. And so that's where our team comes in. Um, we have a team of 20 people and we're always looking for more volunteers to join our team. And then during our collection week, November 12th through the 19th, that's always right before Thanksgiving, um, we have a semi-truck that arrives um, to our central drop-off location in Chandler. And that's where all of the boxes are collected. And so we have so many wonderful volunteers that come and help make that happen, get them on the truck, head them off to California and then um, onto ships and over to the children. Um, so yeah, it takes a lot of hands. This year alone, Samaritan's Purse sent 11 million shoebox gifts. And, you know, 1 million boggles my mind, but 11 million um, is a lot of um, logistics, but it's a lot of children who are receiving just, um, you know, a gift of joy. And Robin, <clears throat> there's a, obviously a lot of need in the world. Why have you guys chosen mm -hmm. the, the, the countries that you've chosen for these recipients? That's a good question. We, um, it started off as an international project um, in 1993. In fact, we're celebrating our 25th um, year of doing the project this year. And um, it started with a couple who um, were concerned for the children in Bosnia um, through that war and turmoil. And they thought it would be nice to send a gift. And it started with a shoebox that they filled with items and so they went from, um, you know, sending a few thousand to now every year, 11 million or more. Um, and so that's how it, it um, began as an international project. And so since that time, we've, um, we've reached out to countries, about 150 countries. Um, and then typically each year, they go to around 100 children in 100 countries. Um, a lot of it's based on logistics. So like the Philippines and Indonesia, you know, they are, um, the ships, you know, leave from California. And so they designate, you know, the Arizona boxes to go to California and then off that way. And then Peru, you know, it's just South, um, in South America as well as Haiti. Um, so they have, they have definitely, um, a plan, a very organized plan of how to get the boxes, you know, to the children. And Robin, you talked about it briefly, but I'm, I, and I think everyone can kind of understand it esoterically, but walk us through like from donation to kid, sure. kiddo getting it, like, how does it all work? Sure. Yeah. We call it the journey of the shoe box. <laughs> so really you just, you can take a shoe box that um, you have at home no larger than a men's size 12. Um, I personally like to use a plastic shoe box because I think it can be used again in useful ways for the children. Um, you could also get creative and use um, a photo storage box, you know, where we store our photos and they're kind of a decorative box from Michael's. And then we just fill that with um, whatever we think a child would enjoy. So definitely some um, staples like 
uh, school supplies. I, of course, as a former teacher, I load mine up with school supplies, toiletries, no liquids, of course, um, and small toys. And we also like to just um, have a wow gift of some kind. I bought about 30 soccer balls this year that were already deflated. And so that's definitely a wow gift. <laughs> so a soccer ball with a pump. Um, some of mine have um, little dolls in them. Um, and so those are the types of items that go into the box. Um, and then um, $9 of shipping is included. Um, we can do something called follow your box where they go onto the website, samaritanspurse.org, and they can pay with their credit card the $9 of shipping. And then what happens is they track that package. And when it is received, for example, in Haiti or Peru, they would notify me via email. So it's amazing in terms of, like you mentioned before, the technology piece, but it's a nice way to know that your box arrived and which country um, it arrived in. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, those are the steps. People can drop them off um, to a location near them. And so it's best for them to go onto that website and put in their zip code. And then it would pull up the closest drop-off locations to their home and the hours that they could drop them off um, during that week. It's just a Monday to Monday, November 12th through the 19th. Um, That's awesome. And so pretty simple, you know. And, you know, we've got so many resources um, at our fingertips, you know, sales on pencils, you know, back-to-school sales, things like that. And it's just such an easy thing for us to do with such great impact. Nice. You had sent me some pictures um, of the actual delivery in action of, of the kids receiving the boxes. And that's, 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 that's mm -hmm. awesome. I'd love to hear about that experience. Yes. Um, I was in the Philippines and we delivered um, thousands of boxes. We were only there for six days. Um, the year before we arrived, there had been um, a typhoon, a devastating typhoon um, that had killed between eight and 10,000 people on just one of the islands in the Philippines. And so it was really timely. And I find that Samaritan's Purse, <clears throat> really, they have a pulse on the needs in the world. So natural disasters and things like that, they come alongside people and help them to rebuild, give them temporary shelter. And so Operation Christmas Child is one of their projects. And so because of that typhoon, they sent us to um, one of the neighboring islands. And um, we also took a boat across to distribute gifts to another island. And they had had six months prior, a 7.2 earthquake that had really um, toppled buildings and churches and we were walking on rubble. It was um, really tough, but the people were so um, appreciative and just resilient in terms of, you know, they still knew that the children, you know, needed these gifts of hope. And um, I remember one little boy who was about mm, three, maybe, or four, and he received a plastic shoebox 
and during these distributions, it's kind of like a party atmosphere and we do a countdown, you know, four, three, two, one, and, and everybody opened their boxes and he just was kind of staring at his box. And what I realized is that he had never received a gift before. He didn't, he didn't know what to do with it, you know, how to, you know, open it, how to, you know, what he, he was just overwhelmed in some ways. Um, and so that's, you know, really etched in my mind, um, as well as another little boy that kept walking forward, waiting for his box and he wasn't getting one yet. And he had this orange shirt on and he just was anxious to get a box and we ran out of boxes. And so that, you know, whenever I'm tired or I'm lacking in motivation, I just think of that little boy and I just think, you know, there are thousands of children in the world that you know, need a gift, need that act of kindness um, to be shown toward them. And uh, so that spurs me on for sure. I have to imagine. So mm-hmm. I always I always love the opportunity to show off my ignorance. Um, how often are, 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 are young people like this or people in these, in these communities receiving some kind of aid from the United States or from, from other countries around the world? And you know what? I'm going to show my ignorance too because <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, what I do know is that um, when we were there in the Philippines, um, a man from Samaritan's Purse, a full-time volunteer, actually he might have been a paid um, person, um, he came over from the island where um, they were working to help people rebuild. And he shared with us, he was a Filipino man, um, who had been hired, you know, to help, um, with the work. And he said, everybody else brought things, you know, right when it happened, but Samaritans per stayed and they have been here for the year helping. Um, and so that I think speaks volumes of the organization that they really, um, want to come alongside people, um, and help them you know, in their greatest need, our boxes are given to children one time. So if, for example, they go back to the same city, Cebu City um, in Philippines, where I went, um, maybe to the one of the same churches where they're distributing gifts, um, they tr- do their best to keep track of children that have already received a box so that then they can give boxes to to children, um, new, you know, new faces and, um, kids that, that need it. Um, so I don't know if that really answers your question, but, um, yeah, Yeah. I, I think that they're responsible, they're responsible and they have a lot of integrity, you know, with the project. Robin, I'd like to get your thoughts and you may not have the direct answer, but what do you feel is the impact articulated by the organization? So is it, something that's super qualitative, just like the smiles of the kids or the stories, or is there something else bigger mm-hmm. that you're trying to work towards? Well, certainly we, um, Samaritan's Purse, um, it's founded, uh, Franklin Graham is the CEO and his father was Billy Graham, as most everyone knows of him. He's well into his nineties and just passed away this, this last year. Um, and so they, um, you know, they have realized you know, the hope um, and promise of God's love in their lives. And so 
um, that would be the foundation for them is to share God's love um, with children and others. Um, for me, it's, um, you know, I think every volunteer that um, is involved has a different story and a different walk. Um, I, as a child, had some difficult circumstances myself um, as my grandparents and two uncles were killed by drunk drivers and my um, my parents divorced also around that time. And so for me, it's a deeper um, longing for children to um, just to feel joy, to feel the joy of childhood, especially those children living in very dark circumstances and circumstances that are like human trafficking issues and things. Um, and so for me, I, I want to bring their childhood back to them, you know, those that live in very adult environments. And I can connect well because I know um, the hurt, you know, that I went through and um, that their hurt is not the same, but it's a, it's a common, it's a common thing that we share. So for me, the joy, the joy is huge. Um, the little boy today, I spoke to a, a group of kindergarten and first graders and he said, we're sending boxes of kindness. And it's just, you know, so sweet to hear that, you know, f from a child that, you know, they're learning to give too. And I, I always say, you know, it really reaches kids on both sides of the box because um, it helps those that are giving um, not to absorb so much and expect, you know, to be spoiled by a ton of Christmas gifts, <laughs> but to learn to give. And then also on the other end, you know, for them to receive um, just a gift. That's awesome. Awesome perspective and something that we can all benefit Thanks. from all, all the time. And thank, thank you for sharing that. Um, mm -hmm. So you've been, you've been heading up this, um, the, the operation here in Phoenix for, for a good little while. Um, and I know mm -hmm. that, I know that it's, it's both a wonderful opportunity and a privilege to, to head up an organization like that, but it's also a burden. Um, and so mm. we always like to ask, what are the top three things that you've learned over the past three years? Mm, yeah, I, um, it is, it's, it's tiring work, but it's, it's very fulfilling. Um, I think my biggest thing that I've learned is to ask for help and not do it by myself. Because what I find is when I'm connecting with others and um, really, you know, inviting others into the project, it's so much richer and I just, I love it. Um, I'm meeting new people, you know, now that my kids are off to college, you know, and the house is quiet, you know, it's, it's just really wonderful to um, not keep this project to myself and kind of, right. you know, pack my hundred boxes back in, in my daughter's room, but to, um, you know, to share it, to ask for help for some of our events and then just also receive help. Um, and then I, I just think that collaborating with others um, creates an energy and um, just an enthusiasm that um, it's really contagious. It, you know, I could be um, down or um, 
my mom passed away this year and it's been a, a very hard year. And so, you know, there are times that I'm not as motivated, but I, when I get together with others that share that passion, um, yeah, I'm just, my spirits are lifted and, um, I love it. Very sorry for your loss. Um, I can certainly appreciate that. Certainly, an organization like this, it's certainly a it, it's it's a community, and you talk about the dozens or, or hundreds of people that are involved and and <clears throat> and helping with volunteering. I think that that can't not be energizing. Um, mm-hmm. It's such a good lesson to for anybody who's ever worked in nonprofit or, or helped with any kind of an organization that is volunteer basis that sometimes mm-hmm. we have an impulse to kind of do things on our own and you know I'm 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 going to get it done but the organization right. is much better served by bringing more people into the fold and and helping to just grow it that way mm-hmm. in fact we we had been um, a larger team um, called the Southeast Valley team which included Mesa, um, a very large team. And we were um, giving 25,000 boxes. And so they recognized that that was taxing, you know, the leaders. And like you said, to then um, include others would be multiplying the team. And so we are now two teams. Um, We have still the Southeast Valley team and Mesa and Gilbert. But now I have, you know, kind of birthed this new team, the South Mountain team. And, you know, we're growing. We we certainly could um, use more volunteers to help us, um, especially people that have time during the week um, to be able to reach out, you know, to businesses, Girl Scout groups, um, Boy Scouts, um, churches, families. Um, you know, we just have a, probably a handful of people that are working like on our community and church relations teams. And we, we definitely um, are always in need of more help and even administrative, you know, database entry, um, that kind of thing. So um, selfishly, yes, I love more volunteers. <laughs> and then it's, it's always great for them too, because, it expands their world and yes, they're contributing and, you know, doing some work, but it's just a fun team. It's a fun atmosphere. Last night we had a, a kickoff event countdown, we call it. And cause we have 42 days until um, our collection week. And it was just a fun night. We had some musicians, we had a student um, who was involved. We have a student team, um, and she sang, um, and her dad played guitar. Um, and then we, um, got to share about our distribution trips, um, three of us, uh, to Rwanda, Uganda, and the Philippines. And so, yeah, it was a really, um, enjoyable and I think meaningful night for people. Nice. Excellent. So 42 days, a lot of work to yeah. be done. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And another question we love asking people is, knowing that the entire world would hear it, what plea would you make? So I believe strongly that children deserve um, just high value um, and love um, that they don't always get. Um, 
in our own country and abroad. Um, and so um, for me, the shoebox is a, just a tangible way um, to show um, kindness, um, joy, and to let them know that there's hope um, in, uh, you know, a higher power um, to, to help them, to come alongside them, um, and that we have the resources here um, to easily accomplish that. You know, if we each did, you know, our part and we each, you know, contributed to whatever causes, you know, that we're passionate about, we could make a huge difference. Um, and so I guess it's just, you know, hoping that people recognize um, the resources that we have um, that we're able to give and um, simply, you know, simply do it and, and just how, um, just how blessed you are on the other side, you know, for doing it. Excellent. So I, I was just wondering, um, I mentioned before we started the show that I have a, a son who's turning two. Um, yes. I think that this would be a, a fun thing to do with him. What, what age do you think mm-hmm. uh, kids start to sort of grasp the idea? <laughs> to get it. You know, it's a process because, Um, from a child development standpoint, you know, children are pretty self-oriented and we, you know, we promote that because we, you know, um, they are the center of our world. And, um, and so I think that it's not too young to start at two. Um, I think they don't really grasp it at that age, but they can begin to, you know, you can begin to simply talk about children that don't have toys. Um, And then at three, I think they begin to, you know, kind of put that together a little bit more. Um, And, you know, it's a process. I think it's a process of starting it. And, um, you know, even like I loved going with my kids and having them carry the boxes, you know, they carried the boxes and gave them and they got a little piece of candy and a sticker, you know, almost like voting. <laughs> sure. And um, so, you know, they're very much a part of it. And um, so we give boxes to children who are two up to 14. And so we have three age groups, ages two to four, and those would be the preschoolers, ages five to nine, so elementary school, and then ages 10 to 14. And, you know, they would be more of the teenagers, the young, young teenagers. I think typically um, we've been lacking in boxes for 10 to 14 year olds. So, you know, if there was somebody that was, you know, asking which age group, I would encourage them to to pack a box for a 10 to 14 year old. And the items like, say, a Hot Wheel car that we wouldn't think a 10 to 14 year old would want any part of in developing countries um, and the, the countries where children receive these, they would love that, you know? So it would be like a younger to- item, you know, for a younger child, but an older child would probably like it. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's too young to start. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, I'm sure that there's a lot mm-hmm. of people who are listening who, um, whether they have children or not, but if they do have kids and they're interested or looking for some way to help nurture or or 
um, jumpstart that that dose of perspective that we all could benefit from, particularly around the holidays. This would be an awesome way to do that. Um, and just for, for anybody that doesn't matter if you have kids or not and you're interested in helping and um, where where can you find or just I guess I'll ask how how do they get involved? Sure. So definitely um, going online to Samaritan's Purse all together. Um, no apostrophe, but samaritanspurse.org. And there is a lot of information um, on the top tab, what we do. And then there's a tab for Operation Christmas Child. And once they get to Operation Christmas Child, um, there's just a lot of information there, good ideas, lists um, of ideas of, of items to put in boxes, um, ways to get involved. Um, certainly I can, I'm able to give, um, you know, my contact information for the, um, the South Mountain team um, that they could contact me um, directly. Um, and so really it could be from packing, just packing a box and then going online and entering your zip code and finding out how to deliver it, deliver that the week before Thanksgiving. Um, and that's the nice part too, is it's not in the Christmas rush, you know, it's before right. things kind of get crazy and the craziness that we make, you know? <laughs> um, and so, um, that would be the best way um, because then they can find a drop-off location by entering their zip code. And if they go take their box and perhaps that location is needing volunteers, they could spontaneously help out, you know, that day um, or by contacting me and I can give you my email. Um, it's, um, would you like me to do that? Sure. So um, bots, B-O-T-T-S, and then Earl, my last name, E-A-R-L-E, at Gmail. So bots, Earl, at Gmail. And so if if they live in um, the Tempe Chandler, Ahwatukee area, um, they're, I'm more than happy to take their um, their emails and and direct them as to what their interests are in helping out. We need to load our trucks and pack our shipping cartons with all our shoe boxes um, during that week. And so we certainly could use some strong, strong arms, not just the guys, but the girls too can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. So Tari, what have, what have we forgotten to talk about? Uh, nothing on my end. Uh, thanks for sharing. I, I love hearing about the work that you're doing both locally and internationally. So keep on at it and I will contact you because I'd want to come out and volunteer during that week. Oh, that's wonderful. That sounds great. Thanks so much. Excellent. Robin, anything else you'd like to share? Um, I think we've really, I think we've covered a lot. The one thing to keep in mind is that it doesn't have to cost a lot of money um, you, there are things that can be made. Um, we have one group of women that actually make dresses um, for girls that go inside the boxes. And so um, they are older ladies. We even know a lady who is in her 90s who um, will get up in the middle of the night and just sew these dresses. Um, and so then that's helpful too. Um, we have a group of men who make little wooden cars that go inside. And so that, that would be the creative side is 
Um, there are a lot of things that can be made and even made by children um, that can go inside the box, which would be a cost savings, you know, when you're putting together a shoebox gift. Excellent. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Robin. Thank you. I really appreciate you uh, letting us get the word out about it. Yeah, you, you bet. It is an awesome, awesome, awesome cause. And thanks, as always, for listening. Please do um, go to SamaritansPurse.org and get involved, whether it's packing a box or helping to actually uh, collect and do everything else that, that, that they are in need of. Um, please do subscribe to the show. And as always, keep questioning because the struggle is real.